Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, September 27th, 2021. What if I told you that you needed a king and a priest? What would you think about that? Well, you'd probably look at each of those things and consider, I don't really think those are things that I need in my life. Those don't really go well with our culture. I mean, for crying out loud, we live in the United States of America. Remember that old 1776 thing, the revolution? Yeah, we threw off the shackles of the monarchy. We don't have a king. We don't want a king. And a priest, you think, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not Catholic, and that's a Catholic thing. We don't even think of priest in the sense of uh, somebody that's going to sacrifice animals on your behalf. These are things that are very foreign to us. But what we're going to see today is that these are things that we need. You do need a king. And no, you don't need King George or you don't need King whoever else, right? We need a real king. And you do need a priest, Because you do need somebody to stand between you and God. And what we're going to see today is that we have both of those things in this king priest, Jesus Christ, in that model of another king priest, Melchizedek. And so Melchizedek might seem a lot to get into on a Monday morning, but trust me, we're going to see how important this is to our lives uh, today. And this is one of those situations where I and the rest of the team that helped put this together, we might look smarter than we actually are. Um, it is just, well, it's it's not luck. It is the sovereignty of God, but we did not plan this, but it could have not, it could not have worked out more perfectly to have the section we have in Hebrews 7 today on the very same day that we're reading through Psalm 110. So let's start Hebrews chapter 7 verses 11 through 28. And as we look at these verses, it comes back now to Melchizedek and comparing uh, Jesus to Melchizedek. And it reminds us that the Levitical priesthood, they couldn't really get the job of perfection done, right? He's basically saying if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, then we wouldn't have needed another priest, but we did need this other priest and it's Jesus. And he didn't come from the tribe of Levi. He's not a descendant of Aaron. He was descended from Judah. That's what it says in verse 14, for it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah. And in in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. So he's a priest like Melchizedek, where we don't know, you know, his genealogy. We don't know who his mother was. We don't know who his father was. He was, but he was appointed by God to be a priest. And Christ was also appointed. And then it quotes in verse 17. And then later in verse 21, it quotes from Psalm 110. But then again, that's where we have to think, well, why do I need a priest? And it takes us back in time in verse 23. The former priests were many in number because they were not prevented by, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he, Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost 
those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So you do need a priest, but there's only one priest that's going to work, and that is Jesus Christ. Because he is the only one that lives forever and lives forever to make intercession for us. We need a go-between, and we don't need to swap it out when our current priest dies or or whoever. No, it's Jesus Christ. He is our go-between between us and God. He is the one who has made intercession for us. And even as we'll see in Hebrews in the coming days, not only is he the priest, he is the sacrifice for our sins. So if you have Jesus as your priest, well, then you don't need another one. You, you, You don't need another priest. All you need is Jesus. But why do you need him? Well, because there has been a separation between you and God. And Jesus is the only one that can stand in that gap and bridge that gap between you and God. And he doesn't just do it a little bit. He doesn't just do it okay. He doesn't just do it for a little while. He does it for all time. Look at how the chapter ends, starting in verse 26. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, But the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. So there again, we get that idea once for all. Jesus offered up himself. What what an amazing thing. What an amazing priest. And that should give you assurance. That should give you excitement knowing Hey, there is a gap between me and God, but it can be bridged completely, perfectly, once for all because of Jesus. Without him as your high priest, you've got nothing. But with him, you've got everything and you can rejoice in that today. But you also need a king. And you might think, well, I don't really, I don't really need that. Well, uh, you really do. And honestly, look out at the world. How, how's politics going? Not so great. And I'm not just talking about the United States of America. I mean, look at the whole wide world. It's not going well. And as we think about that, what do we really need? We actually do need a king. And what we need is a good king. What we need is the perfect king. Well, who am I talking about? I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the king who will reign with authority, who will reign with perfection, and who will reign with justice. And Psalm 110 reminds us that he will reign, uh, that he is a priest, but he is also a king. And let, let's look at Psalm 110 and, and get a little taste of that. Even in that first verse that we, we've seen recently reading through the Gospels in Luke, uh, Psalm of David, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The enemies of Christ are going to end up under his feet. Look at verse five. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. 
Jesus, he is going to reign. And that should be something that encourages us. That we have a priest right now who connects us to God. But then we have a king who will come and reign. And that's where you need both. Because if Jesus was just the king, you are in a world of trouble. Because you would be his enemy. And if Jesus was just the priest, well, then where's the hope that things eventually will be made right in this world? But no, he is the king. He is the priest. And we have what we need in Jesus Christ. And we can rejoice in that today. Uh, Next, let's look at Isaiah 31 through 33. And here we'll see again an idea of a king, a king that is coming. And chapter 31, again, starts with this warning of those who go down to Egypt. And that's something you'll also see in Jeremiah, even towards the end, people looking for refuge in other places instead of looking for refuge in God. But God is where they should have been looking because a king is coming. Chapter 32, verse 1, behold, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule in justice. Uh, What an amazing statement there. And we know that the king that is ultimately coming is Jesus Christ. And you get a sense there of a future, but you also see this warning in the midst of chapter 32 of these complacent women. And I guess women should not be the only ones called out as complacent. Clearly he was talking about something in their culture, but I think it should be a warning to all of us, men and women, that in this world that we live in, we should not become complacent. We should not start to feel too at home in this world because we are waiting for a king, for a king to come. And so that kingdom is what we are looking for. Let's not get too comfortable here in this world, in this kingdom, because this is not our final destination. And there's something that we do that should remind us of that final destination. Uh, Our church, we do it once a month, the first Sunday of every month. I'm not sure how your church might do it if you're somewhere else, but one thing your church should regularly be be doing is celebrating the Lord's table. And that's what we see instituted here in our last passage, Luke 22, 14 through 23. And just one thing I want to point out to you the overall idea of the Lord's table, taking the bread, taking the cup, is to remember. Remember what Jesus has done. But even as he institutes this, you will get a sense of, there should also be a sense of anticipation every time we take the Lord's supper. As he says, as he gives this to his disciples in verse 18, he says, For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So next time you take the Lord's table, as you take it, remember what Jesus has done. But remember this king, he is coming back. And really the Lord's table is a little appetizer of what is to come in the kingdom when our king returns. And also, as we take that, it should be a good reminder to us of our priest and the sacrifice that was offered on our behalf. So you need a priest. You need a king. Without it, you're in a lot of trouble. But Jesus Christ is the priest king. That is the hope for you. He's the hope for me. He is the hope for the whole world. 
Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.